one. What up, doe? Welcome to a new episode of Don't Blame Me, Blame Detroit with your boy Brandon Jordan. And we're going to dive right into it today because this is the episode that was recorded, but from some technical difficulties uh, on my part, uh, it got messed up and got basically deleted. And so we're doing this again. And I'm glad we're doing it again because this is one of my favorite people to talk to right here. So coming to the podcast, man, coming from Chicago, she is a certified nurse. She's one of the funniest rising comedians in the country. She has a lot of things going for a lot of projects, and we're going to talk about and discuss them and also get to some other topics. So I want to give a warm welcome to the podcast to Taquita Love. What's up, homie? What's up? Okay, I'm gonna make a correction real quick. What I did? What's the correction? <laughs> because it took me. Oh, I forgot. Years. I forgot. Wait a minute. Let me. It took me five years, blood, sweat, and tears. A lot of tears to get the registered nurse on my name. Bachelors of Science in Nursing. Certified nurse is kind of like a CNA, I think. And I'm not to, you know, not to, not to shit on them, but, you know, because I've done that before, but I work too hard. I need to get, I need to register on, on the nurse when you, when you, when you introduce me. I'm sorry. Um, my, my bad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> my bad. Registered, uh, Six figures, you know, saying nurse. Uh, I didn't tell you uh, try to guess my salary. <laughs> oh, I hate when men do that. Like, why y'all be trying to figure out what's in their pocket? The only thing that matters is what's in your pocket. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways. Oh, uh, that's funny. But, uh,. Sorry, I had to back. You know how, like, in comedy, they'd be like, if, if somebody introduced you and they, like, you know, mess up or they don't say, like, you got to correct them right away. I'm like, let me just mm-hmm. let me just put the registered on now. Yeah. Let me, um, you got to get all your titles correct. Yeah. Got to get them correct. You do all that work? You be, uh-uh. Got to get them correct. Bro. So, uh, that yeah. That register. I cried for that register. So, yeah. So, like I said, a couple weeks ago, we had actually did record an episode. But I messed up in everything. That's all good. But since um, since then, I have seen that you started your podcast up. You started loading up episodes. So how how's that been going? How's that been? You know, saying uh, going with you. Uh, I think uh, it's been good. It's been going well. My podcast is called Love Notes, and it's literally um. It's a, a podcast where I talk to a bunch of my funny friends, and you will be on one episode soon, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, and we share medical mishaps. Um, you know, just because of my background's nursing, I feel like a lot of times, like I might know you as a comedian, and I hang out in the green room with you, right. but I don't know you, know you. And I think sometimes sharing stories that um, medical stories is a good way to just get to know, like funny stuff about people and just the things that they've been through and you will be surprised on like what people talk about boy it's like I, I learned so much about my friends I didn't even know it's yeah it's it's it's, it's a lot once you get into like 
you get into to some, you know, saying personal, when you get into like personal conversation with people, it'd be, you know, some stuff will surprise you that you don't know about, about, about people out here in these streets. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cause I'm like, I have one friend. I'm like, I've I'm, I'm been knowing him for like eight plus years. And he told me on the podcast that he w- he used to work with a CNA. I'm like, out of all this time that would have never come up. But no, and it's just, I don't know, it's just, and I, I get a chance to talk to people about their journey and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. It's dope. I like it. I, I mean, I'm excited for it because it just, it blends the, my two worlds. I love being a nurse and caring for people. And I also love being a comedian. Mm-hmm. So, like, it just brings those two worlds together in, like, a perfect little harmony. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll, let me ask you this. And I, ha- I think I asked a couple people this before but that has that have real, you know, seeing careers outside of comedy. What would it take for you in your comedy career to stop being a nurse? Well, when you say real career, I I think um, I will say I think comedy is a real career, and I have much respect to the people that put, you know, the blood, sweat, and tears. A lot. I know tears come along with anything um, to become professional comedians where they can live off of that. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know I'm not throwing, like, like I don't minimize, you know, that that's a job, too. Um, and it is a career. Uh, it's very hard to get to that level where, um, where you are, you know, maintained by a comedy career. Um but my my for me being a nurse, I I feel like I feel like both worlds are selfless. And when I say selfless, I mean they are giving of yourself to help other people. And it's like almost like a service type of job, you know. Where it's like like when I'm at work as a nurse, it's like if I got to pee or you know, like say I just got dumped or something. When I go to work, I have to forget about my life, and it's like about the patient, and it's about oh, how can I help you? I think it's the same comedy wise too. Like when you get on stage, it's like you selfless. Where like you could something could happen right before you get on stage, and when you get on stage, you know, like you help other people go through the stuff that they go through. So what will it take for me to stop being a nurse? I think that I think that being a nurse is more than just like giving medicine or, you know, like running around, um, hanging IVs or, you know, taking temperatures and blood pressures and stuff like that. It's more of a connection to the person. And I feel like I'm always I think I just was born with that, like to connect with people. Um, so. And I know you. I know what you mean. You're meaning like when I'm gonna be like, you know, I ain't gonna. I'm not clocking in no more. And I don't know. I think nursing is. I'm. I'm not gonna do it. You know, I because comedy is such a night sport. You know, mm-hmm. like you can definitely do both, right? You know, for me at the station I'm at now, especially in the pandemic. Like in the pandemic now, where it's really hard to get on stage. Uh, productions pretty much shut down. So, like, the things that would advance my comedy career, like acting and, you know, being on tour, those things are on hiatus. So, yeah. you know. No, the only reason I ask that is because, you know, I, I, where I, being from Detroit and being around a lot of, um, and growing up, you know, in my comedy career around a lot of the Detroit comedians and branching out and being around other, you know, since, 
being in other cities and being communities, one of the biggest um, mindsets coming up is, you know, uh, work when you're trying to be a comedian, working the nine to five is looking down upon on. We and other people that ain't got no money. No, I'm let me. I'm about to tell you. You know, when they feel, you know, a lot of people that say, you know, I'm going to make it as a comedian, I'm make it as a comedian. It's only it's only plan A, plan B, plan C is I'm making it as a comedian, and a lot of, and so a lot of them, you know, a lot of comedians that have come up around, they don't have the mindset of you know, I can do something else plus do comedy. It's only comedy, you know what I'm saying? They feel like if comedy doesn't make it, then I'm just not gonna make it. So, yeah, huh? yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, so looking at you for the fact of you love what you do, you love being a nurse. You love doing that. Plus, you love doing comedy. I love helping people. I think I but, get a joy from seeing that something I do can make somebody else feel better. Right, and so and and so I love that part. Yeah, but when I'm when I'm getting that stuff, I don't love. <laughs> but what I'm getting at is, is that you don't you you don't mind doing you don't mind um, building yourself in that career field, also building yourself in another career field at the same time. And there's nothing wrong with that. And that's yeah. and I and I've always been one of the believers is that until you know saying for someone that has the mindset of comedy is it, you know, acting is it, music is just it. Until that happens and and you have to sustain yourself as an adult, there's nothing wrong with doing something else until you know saying for that to branch off into something bigger and then you can do that full time. But at the yeah. same time, if you're someone that loves, you know, the medical field or you love doing, you know, um, any other type of field, it's nothing wrong with doing that. Plus pursuing, you know, saying your craft at the same time. I think, I think one of the differences in my life is that like, I like stability too. You know, like I don't have a mindset of like, I gotta be homeless or I gotta be broke or a starving artist to be good. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times so people do need that, like that push. They need like an urgency to work hard at something. And I think my work ethic from being a nurse, from like learning how to like take study for tests, learning how to like deal with stuff when it comes. I think that made it a little different for me. And the way I grew up, my mom, this was, this was a deal in our household. It was get your, get your degree first. Mm-hmm. And if you want to, whatever you want to do after that, that was like my mom's rule. It was like, I, I need the degree. I need you to get a degree. And once you got it, once we got a degree, whatever we wanted to do, they, she supported, mm-hmm. you know, like my brother's a nurse and he's also a rapper, you know, like, so it's just like, you know, um, but I, I get that. Like I get some shade from some comedians sometimes, with like you know why are you why are you doing comedy like you don't need to do it um you know like if you a nurse and you making money like that because and my my response to that is because I can I feel like I could do whatever I want to do and I think there's a boldness that comes from putting a lot of work behind something and then getting the results so now I know how to effortlessly and I don't want to say effortlessly but I know how to maintain getting up at six in the morning to go to work, being done by four and then going on auditions in between. You know, I know how to manage time, right? Mm-hmm. So I could do, I could be, a, I can be up at work um, on time or a couple minutes early, do what I need to do at work 
go to an audition on a lunch break or, you know, go to an audition after work um, and then take a nap when I get home, eat, feed my dog, cook, and then take a little nap and then be at a show. You know what I'm saying? Like, I learned how to compartmentalize. Like, anybody, you'll find a way to do what you want to do. I think that's the bottom line. Like, Mm -hmm. dudes, when they got two chicks, they find a way to ease out the house to go, you know, to one. They find a way to shop for two girls. And, you know, like, you find a way to do what you want to do. I think that's that's the thing. So, when people be like, I I know that at some point, I can't be on set from 5 a.m. to 5 p.m you know, on a, you know, filming a movie or filming my, a TV show and still be at work. You know, I think that's when I'll be like, okay, I gotta, I gotta like put more energy into something else. And when the time comes, I mean, I'll do it because as a nurse, seriously, like, I don't think you'll, I'll ever, and I don't want to say it like cocky or nothing, but I don't think I'll ever like be broke unless I do something you know, illegal or something under my license. But as long as I, you know, I feel like as long as I, I got the degree, I got the license, it's active, I could do what I want to do. I could be a home health nurse. I could be a nurse on the weekends. You know, like I could be at home taking phone calls. You know, it's like, it's, it's kind of like a hidden treasure people don't know about. Um, let's see, I, we didn't mess up now because, you know, being a diabetic, I was going to ask you, do you think you could slang out some of that insulin? You know what I'm saying? On the low for your boy. You diabetic? <laughs> yeah, I'm a diabetic. diabetic. What type? Well, when I was diagnosed in 2013, I was diagnosed as a type 2. But uh-huh. recently, as I've been um, going to the doctor more frequently and uh, taking my, you know, and taking tests and everything, I've been diagnosed with, it's a rare, they said it's a hybrid type of diabetes where I'm a I'm more of a one, but I'm a still a mixture between a one and a two. Oh, okay. So, so you take two insulins? So the insulin I've been taking that my doctor been having me on is the uh, 70-30. Okay. But now recently, the uh, the new physi- uh, physician expert that I've been talking to wants to put me on the um, the Humalog in Atlantis. Okay. She's saying that... that is, it, is, is it genetic or... Um, don't know. Okay. I don't know because I don't know too much of my family, especially on my father's side. Oh, now we got something to talk about on my podcast. Okay, <laughs> I don't know some of your secrets. Now. So, yeah. So it's so it's been a it's been a struggle for you know it's been a struggle, but this year I didn't took it more serious than I have ever took it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because at the beginning of the year when I went to the doctor and got my blood drawn and tested and everything, cause this was the first time I started going to this new doctor and my A1C level was at a 14.5. Mm. So from then until now, I didn't drop it down all the way down to a 7.3. Okay. So That's I was, so yeah, so I didn't, t- I took it super serious when I got my numbers back and seeing how ridiculous they was. Yeah. Uh, because the only thing that flashed before my eyes was my leg and foot getting chopped off. Oh, yeah. That's real. Yeah. That's a real thing. And, and, you know, it has other side effects that me, a lot of men don't want to have to experience. So. Oh, oh, I experienced some of them. So, I mean, I, don't, I ain't about to spill. I don't want to spill all of it right here on my podcast. So, no, 
But you know what? I dated a dude that was diabetic. Um, and let me tell you how I, this is how he told me he was diabetic, right? So we were asleep. And then out of nowhere, he just popped up in out on the bed, like, like a, like a toast out of a toaster. Like he just popped up and was like, you know, I need some, like, I needed something sweet or something. I don't know what he said, but I was just like, like, and then, and then the nurse and me, I like, I was just like, oh, and I got, I went in the fridge. I think I got some milk or something because I know like that, that'll help. And then, you know, I, just because the way he popped up and he was like sweating and stuff. And then, you know, like he didn't say I got diabetes when he popped up. He was just like, I mean, like, he's like, it was innate. And it was just like, and the nurse and me, I jumped straight into nurse mode. And I was like, you know, let me get you to sip this. And, uh, and then I was like, you know, like, I, I, I mean, I guess I kind of figured it out. But then he told me after that, I'm like, you got to tell people stuff like that so they know how to deal with you and handle you, you know, if something go down. And I think people think just because I'm a nurse that they don't have to tell me their medical conditions. They just be like, uh, you know, she'll figure it out. I did mm-hmm. at that time. But uh, that, ain't no, that ain't no way you want to wake up next to somebody and mm-hmm. you don't know something wrong. I thought he was crazy or something. <laughs> Oh, I ain't know. I'll be having if he. Oh man, no! This over the last year, I I had some side effects that I did not even know dealt with diabetes. That I didn't even know what was going on. But uh, the weird, the one that got that 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 messed with my pride the most was I couldn't get it up. Yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> oh man, I was that hurt my pride when. It, when uh, I had told my doctor, I was like, yeah, man, I'm struggling right now to get it up. And he was like, yeah, I, he said, I expected that's that. The, that's the number one thing. And we like, dang. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm laughing because it's, it's, it's something people don't want to talk about. Uh, that's, a, that's just a side effect of, di- of diabetes. Well, you're the second person I told. Now, everybody that listens to the podcast is going to know, too. But yeah, I was my pride was hurt when I had to go through that, and that was and, and, and that, that's how you that's what that was the motivation to get your uh, oh yes that was one of like, the, you know what but what's you so, know what okay this gonna make this right let me go on here but what's so time? funny is now what's so funny the truth is it wasn't because I didn't realize that was a problem until like I said I started going back to the doctor in January. And I started getting my stuff together immediately. Mm-hmm. I started working on stuff immediately. It wasn't until about March is when I started noticing, really started noticing I was having that problem. Mm-hmm. And the doctor, uh, he, uh, he prescribed me something. And Why he prescribed you? <laughs> yeah, he prescribed me something. He said, yeah, take, he said, take about, he said, you can take about five, but I want you to start off with only taking about two or three. You know, hour before, when I was like, man, I was like, I got, I said, I can't believe this, but, uh, but no, but after, but started exercising and eating better and start changing and, and, and actually caring about my levels and everything, uh, I don't have that problem has, you know, saying it went away. Like, you know, when I, I had it, it went away. That's all. Well, that's, I'm happy. I'm happy you good. Cause I, um, my aunt, she had diabetes and they tell you the side effects, right? But she worked at J&J Fish in Chicago, right? Yeah. And so, like, literally, there's fried chicken and fried fish and French mm-hmm. fries. And her diet, you know, like, one was not good at all. And she literally wound up in the hospital. And then she wound up potentially, they gave, she had, like, I don't want to say potentially going blind, but she started to lose her sight. 
mm-hmm. because it was that bad. And she wasn't managing it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And that forced her to like actually take care of herself. You know, now she, you know, she, she did it. She'd be on Facebook with her edges <laughs> slicked and stuff. I love her. My auntie Louise. <laughs> now, now we, now a couple of days ago, I was having a discussion with a young lady about the, um, you know, the, a couple months ago when B. Simone made the comment about how she wouldn't date, she she's, she can't date a guy that has a nine to five. You remember that? I don't remember that, but so what happened was she was on on uh, she was talking with Nick Cannon and she was basically saying that she can't date a guy that that works a nine to five. Like uh-huh. he can't, you know, what I'm saying punch a clock. You know, what I'm saying he can't have a regular job. He got to be uh, on some entrepreneur. You know, saying uh, rich man basically type type thing to be able to deal with her because she feels like a regular guy can't uh, understand her day to day and understand when understand her lifestyle if he's doesn't have if he's not similar or has some type of or you know be in that type of field that she's in to be able to understand what she's going through in her day to day and. I, my my opinion on it is, you know, at the end of the day, whatever you feel like is going to, you know, saying uh, make you feel better, make you good at night, do you? But my opinion on it is, is that I feel like that's why one of the reasons why black women struggle, one of the reasons why they struggle with dating is because these expectations and limits that they put on themselves just be crazy to me. You say black women or women in general? I'm going, I'm saying black women. Only reason I'm saying black women is because that's my experience. I have an experience with a white woman. I have an experience with an Asian woman. I'm team black to the day I die, even though it gives me a headache uh, all the time. I'm team Mm -hmm. black. So I can only speak on what I experience on a daily, on on daily uh, basis. Mm -hmm. So, I just feel like black women do that to themselves, you know, limiting themselves with some of these expectations and things that they want from a mate. Uh-huh. It's just ridiculous to me. Uh-huh. Like, do you feel like you have some stuff that's just unreasonable or a, or some or have heard some of your 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 fellow sisters talk about in their dating life? Well, I'm gonna start with with me, I feel like there's a, there's a, I think that everybody deserves to be happy, right? Mm-hmm. And whatever makes you happy, you should be able to accept that, right? Now, there are, you know, I guess there are consequences to whatever you, you choose to do or however you choose to move. But I don't think that, I don't think she was wrong for setting her standards and her boundaries, um, it, I mean, I've dated entrepreneurs. They move different. They think different. You know, like I like I like the hustle part, and I like the like I'm the boss. Two sides to the boss to the boss though. Like when you the boss, you might be up. Your business go under. You might be down. So like you know, they're they're risk takers. A lot of entrepreneurs are really like risk risky. Like they'll they'll mm-hmm. throw it all in one. Like this new business, and, and then they'll lose it, and then. They got to go to the next business. So, I mean, if that's if that's what what you want to do, then that's fine. Um, 
I don't think I have unfair expectations um, on myself at all. I think that, like, I'm more of a, and I hate to say I'm more of a fair player, but, like, I think I'm, I, I, like, I look at, like, more than one thing. You know, like, it's not like I'll be like, ah, you got to have this, you got to have that. You do have to be stable. Like, at, at the age that we in, like, I think in your 20s, you know, like, or, you know, like, in teenage years, it could be okay to live with your mama. But, like, at the age that I'm at now, like, you, you shouldn't be living with your mama. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, But I don't, yeah, and I don't think that, I don't, I don't agree with your statement about, you know, black women, you know, they have these expectations that nobody can meet. I think that a man. No, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that. That no, that nobody can can meet some of these expectations yeah, because there like, is Jesus because it is Jesus out there and you you know right but you, I'm just saying like to put it on black women being like that's why black women single and it's just like you know like if we if you get deep if you if you like to get deep about it it's like when you think of a lot of households that black women come from they're single parent households right a mm-hmm. lot of them because you know crack whatever put the men in jail men left whatever. Um, and I don't know why I went to crack. It was just like the epidemic back in the day. And I feel like crack took all the brothers out the household because everybody mm-hmm. was getting locked up for stuff. Um, but think about it like this is how I look at it. It's like for me in general, like I, in my household, the, the leader of the house was my mom. You know, like I grew up in a single parent household. She was she was the leader. Um, the breadwinner, you know, the be all, the you know, the person that did everything. So, like, I saw, you know, like, feminine women do masculine things and be in control and, like, call the shots. Um, And so when you grow up like that, sometimes I think that you innately just, like, learn to, like, just do it for yourself. You know, like, that's that's what I think, like, the black woman curse is sometimes when people be like, oh, black women this and, you know, like... They act like they don't need a man and all that other stuff. I think it's just like you got to look at where people come from, um, and and the other races. I mean, I feel like if you want that person, you gonna do what it you gonna do what it takes to be with that person. And I I commend people that know what they want and don't settle for less than what it is they want. And I guess also too, I'm looking at it as this in this aspect also is that when. She says, I only want to date someone that's an entrepreneur, this, this, and this. I look at it as is, why would you limit yourself to the smaller percentage of men in dating? You know what I'm saying? You're you're trying to date the smaller pool of men versus the bigger percentage. That's like saying, I only want to date guys that's six feet and taller. Well, that's only, that's only in America, that's, that's, that's only fourteen percent of the male pop, uh, pop, uh, population. That's six yeah, feet or taller. That's what I like, though. That's what's I mean, no, happy. that's what you like. But why would you limit yourself to the smaller pop, the smaller pool? If I don't that, consider it limiting yourself. It's just saying yeah. what you want, though. Like if if I want, just like, and I think there's a difference in the way that people that are entrepreneurs think versus people that are clock punchers and I could see where that, where that statement would come from because mm-hmm. some people and the, like, you know, cause I'm from Chicago and like in LA is a different, everybody chasing a dream, everybody, you know, the sky is the limit, but in Chicago it's kind of like, you know, like you get a, you get a husband, you have some kids, you get a house, 
and that's it. And you settle down. That's life. That's the American dream. Mm -hmm. And that's the going to work part. But the entrepreneurship, think about what it takes to run a business, to be your own boss. That takes determination. It takes a will. It takes negotiation skills. It takes believing in yourself. It takes taking, you know, it's taking risks. And I think that's, you know, like that's a good, those are good traits in people. Yeah. You know, like some people are just like, you know, if I'm just going to do it and I don't knock a nine to five, I don't care how you make money as long as you making some bread. Like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't care if you the lemonade man, you know, like go make some money. But they people do think differently. And I think that it's a different ball game. You know, it's just it's like I, I it's like playing college ball versus playing like high school. ball. It's just a, it's a different arena. Okay, I guess okay, this is what I'm what I'm trying to say. Is this. That's good and all. That and that's what you want to go after. Go after it. That's what you want. But what I mean is 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 that if 10% of the male population is entrepreneurs, compared to the other 90 how many more women do you think is trying to go after that 10%? A lot. What you mean go? Well, okay. So well, if you have, so, so it's like, it's like this. It's like if I go fishing and it's five fish in the sea, but it's a hundred people out there trying to fish for them same five fish. Mm-hmm. What's my chances of actually catching that fish? But that's your mentality. If you thought that, like, I want the biggest fish and I'm going to get the biggest fish, then you probably will work harder and change the way you do things. Your swag might change to get what you want. So, I mean, I think it's a mental thing. Like, I don't look at it as like, oh, I could never be with this person because they are part of the 10%. No, I'm a part of a 10%. I'm a part of probably a 2%. You know what I'm saying? So... I don't I like I don't I don't look at it like that. And I think I what I'm hearing from you is that it's limiting. It's like you limiting yourself to uh you know a lesser chance of being able to to get to be with somebody. And I think it's smart because you weeding out the things that don't work for you. If you already know the mentality of somebody that do this or do that don't work for you, then she's saving herself years of drama. That's how I feel. Hey, man. Every to each his own, though. But yeah, man. I don't think it's stupid at all. I think it's if you go for what you want. Uh, I was what I was the only. I think it was two black people that graduated in our class and in the nursing school I went to. So there you have it. I'm no, in the top. That's two percent. totally different things. That's something that know, you can control. But that's something that you can 100% control yourself. You can control your relation, like what relationships you get into versus not. As a woman, do you know the, the hardest person to say no to is a woman? And women got so many tricks and when, when you, leave and all that. Not when you're in the 10%. Boy, if, I'm, if I'm a guy that's in the 10%, if I'm in the 10%, uh, let's just say of... Income, you know, I'm one of the the, the wealthiest men. Uh-huh. That means that I, being in the small percentage, I have a high number of women that I have access to. What makes you think she don't have a high number of men she got access to? 
It she goes both look- ways. But women don't need a lot. Women just need to look good. They don't need all the accolade. They just need to look good. And you know how you can look good? If you're not born fine, you can buy hair. You can buy eyelashes. You can get stuff done. You can inject this. You could, you know, you can earring it out. You can contour it out. You can do. So we know how to get what we want. Man, everybody don't want no goddamn clown walking around, walking around on their arms. I'm saying they look like you'd be surprised at what you see, and you I think know, it's something I know, I do see some stuff all the time, but so women, yeah. I mean, I'm just, I like if you think about it, there is no way to compare the two. Um, men are visual; they like what they see. Women like what they hear. You know, and the potential of people. If if you look good enough, and you know, like no. women don't really have a problem. I don't think. No, because for the thing about the things that attract a woman to a man versus what attracts a a man to a woman is totally different. You know, at the end of the day, you know, the wealthiest man can he can marry the girl that that's at the drive through at McDonald's and be the happiest man. Bad. I bet her hair draping and I bet, I bet her lashes bad. No, that's what I mean. You know what I'm saying? She can, you know what I'm saying? Long she fine. That, that, he, he good. But, she don't have to be fine. In 2020, you can filter your face yeah. in real life. Yeah, you can. But <laughs> for a woman, it's more of, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I feel, and I might be wrong, but I think looks is, is not the top three most for, for, for most women. Well, women, you don't have to be fine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because 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 status because yeah. a, a man's status can take can 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 take away from can uh be put in front of his looks before anything, his money. Yeah, you know what, what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what I meant when I yeah. said that men like what they see. So you know, like you could be fine as hell as a woman, and you could be at the drive-through at McDonald's and. Mr. CEO could be in a drive, can be getting a a, a, a drive through meal or something, and a flirt <laughs> happen, and then there you go. How do like? I don't think there is a way to compare, you know, what men like versus what women like. If if a man like what he see, then he will be okay with making adjustments, you know, and making you to what it is that he needs you to be. If it don't look right socially, yeah, because. What's so funny is most men, most men, things that women care about, most men don't give a damn about. I don't give right. a. We do, I don't give a we do stuff for each other. I don't give a damn what you do, long as right. you ain't, long as you ain't killing and robbing, and uh, and sucking the other niggas' dicks for a living. We good to go. You, can you know be, how many men fall in love with strippers and be, mm-hmm. you know, in love with them and, and wife them up quick. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I, I don't give a care. You could be at you could be the cashier at Seven Eleven. I don't give a damn. That's what you. That's how you making money. That's how you making money. I don't care about that. We can, you know, what I'm saying I'm my my whole thing is you come with me. I'm gonna upgrade you. And I think that's a great way to be. That's how we are gonna do it. I commend you for that. How uh how did you celebrate today? How did I celebrate? Oh no, you're not about to be one of these people. What? Kobe's birthday? Yeah. Did you see my post? No, I didn't I, see I your post, post. I posted the IG, but I I, I practiced the mama mentality today. And every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's t- uh, tomorrow uh, for, for uh, 824. We're going to, after I get off of work, go out to eat. You know, that, that was my man's right there. You know, yeah. and it's just yeah, crazy. And it's just crazy that it's it's been six months since it happened, and it still feel like it just happened yesterday. Yeah, it's like it kind of it. it I, I don't think it really hit me that it that that happened that he gone. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's one of those things where you believe it, like you gotta believe it because you know it happened, but it's like you really don't believe it. Like I haven't really grasped it yet. Um, but people. People can go out to eat now. I didn't know if the world was open yet with Corona. People, when I tell you, people like out in the streets. My friend invited me to go to a like a club. I'm like, we we can go to clubs now. They open. Well, are they open? Because I don't be in the streets like that. Well, from what I know, clubs and bars are supposed to still be closed, but you know, restaurants are are open. Some are open till twelve, one two o'clock. Oh, okay. Some still keep well, that, you know, still stay late. Like I went out to eat last night, and you know, you eat outside, okay. and you know um, how they have it set up is where when you go inside, you have to have your mask on, but you go inside, you order at the bar, mm-hmm. order everything at the bar. They give you a little number, then you go to your table, and then you know you can take your mask off once once you get to the table. And then, you know, they bring your food to you, you know what I mean? And that's it. But a lot of places also, too, have a limit of how many people can be in your party also. Mm-hmm. Like, the most I, I didn't heard that can be in a party is, like, six. Yeah, so is I hate to sound like uh, devil's advocate, but is it is it that serious to socialize, meaning to go out and under these terms as opposed to just eating at home? I guess. Like, is it worth the risk? I think that's what I'm asking. Because I work in research, you know, like nursing wise. Corona. I thought Corona was still in the streets, and the way that you know the world is, I don't. I don't see people wearing masks. I don't see people really doing much. Everybody out, and I'm getting invited to the club. You know, like uh, my my friend wants to get her nails done, and she was like, "You want to go?" And I was like, yeah. I, well, at first I was like, yeah, but I was like, I thought, you know, they was closed. And she was like, oh, they closed on the front, but we got to go in through the back and you can, they still doing stuff. Like, if I got to sneak in through the back and risk getting, like, locked up to get my nails done to not go nowhere, then I think I'll wait. Like, it's not worth the risk to me. And I'm just, I just, I'm always wondering, like, everybody be like, ah, oh, I'm out in the streets. And be like, is it is it worth it if it's like illegal to do? See, that's how it is. Like when I get my haircut, I got is a you going through the back? Yeah, it's appointment only, and we got to go through the back. So like when you get to the when you go to the shop, they got like these big sheets to cover the windows, so mm-hmm. you know you can't look in and you can't park in the front. You can only park in the back, and you know saying it's appointment and so it's appointment only. So if you don't have an appointment, you can't come up there. Yeah. But is it worth it to you? Because, I, I mean, I like going out. I like socializing. I like going hiking. I like going shopping. But every time I see somebody post, you know, like, COVID is real. I lost my auntie today. And I'll be like, okay, well, damn, I'll wait. I'll wait a couple more months to get my manicure and pedicure. Um, I'm going to say, say this before I, I give my, my complete thought on it. Is that last weekend I was just in Dallas. 
and they're more open than we are. Down, down Atlanta, there. they seem like it ain't never close. Oh, Atlanta is, is on another level. Them niggas is oh, fooling. Like Atlanta, Atlanta they just pop in. Atlanta just fooling. But when I was in Dallas, and I catch my I catch myself in moments when I when I see other people don't seem like they don't care. So I went into one of the shoe I went to a shoe store, and when I walked in, it was these three young dudes, you know, working at the store. And when I, as soon as I walked in, my senses went off. None of these niggas had a mask on. Uh-huh. And so I'm first, I'm like, like, hold on. Why y'all ain't got no goddamn mask on? You know what I mean? And, and as even, you know, saying at that moment, I felt when I go out and I'm going to the store and I'm, even when I'm traveling, I feel like if I keep my mask on, I stay with my sanitizer. You know, I stay not touching all over myself. I stay, you know, not just touching on, you know, bumping and touching on people and stuff like that. I feel like, you know, I'm giving my belt my best, you know, saying way of protecting myself. Yeah. And so I feel comfortable, you know what I mean, when I'm out moving. But in that moment of when I seen they didn't have a mask on, it made me feel uncomfortable because it feels like now you don't give a fuck about my, you know what I'm saying, my health. Yeah. But the thing is, you're the only person that could care about your health. It don't matter what other people do. And that's why I be like, I'm good. I ain't going. You know, like my um, I actually this is uh, I don't know if I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to say it anyway, because you told me about your issues. Um, no, I my sister actually blocked me on Instagram. And the reason why she did that is because, you know, I think I turned into like uh they kind of call me like the COVID cop. They like, cause I'll be like, you know, I'll be like, wear a mask. You know, I, I really be like on it. But my sister posted a picture on Instagram. Um, and it was her. And it was actually a video at her, at, at my cousin's party. And nobody had a mask on. And it was, you know, when your favorite song come on and you be like, Hey, yeah. Hey, Hey, like everybody was like, Hey, hey and it, like, and you know, when you say, when you say that, like, you know, like, like droplets can you know come out of your mouth and shoot across the room and that's how i be thinking because mm-hmm. like i think the nurse in me is like i'm always thinking like how to prevent stuff and so i'm like you know no so nobody had a mask on and then when you when people drink they just lose like they guards not up no more so they popping and you know hey hey and like and i'm just so i'll I put a comment on the um on, and my sister had a mask, but it wasn't on her face. It was like hanging off her ears, and then the whole mask was under her chin. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, masks only work if they on your face, right? I wrote th- that comment on the post, and she was pissed at me, right? Um, so she was like, you know, they think I go too far with, you know, like reminding them to where they stuff. The thing is, people people still die. That's the thing, and I know. I think that because the world don't be hearing it and it's not like every day you see it on the news. I don't even know how many people died in LA today from COVID, mm-hmm. but you know, a couple months ago it was on the news all day, every day. And it was like, ah, it was in your brain. So you was like, ah, people are dying. And now like when I be on Facebook and I be seeing posts and people like, people be like, Oh, uh, COVID is real. You know, if you think it ain't real, you know, like I lost somebody today. And I feel like those posts be checking me. They'd be like, it make me feel like me being extra 
it's still worth it to me. But yeah, she blocked me on Instagram because she said that, and I was like, she was like, well, you know, I, she, I don't know, if she was offended. People don't like to hear you telling them nothing. No, and I'm just like, I'm just like, so you know that when you yelling, hey, 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 and like, you know, you you know, like droplets and particles from your mouth can like go across the room and you right next to somebody or you look back at a dude that's on you and then y'all you know sweating and all that and I'm just like you know I feel like you're not being you're not being like smart about it and I and that's the reason why I'm so I think I'm so uptight with it is because I know that if my song come on I might take my mask off and, and go, you know, and like act like it ain't it ain't real, mm-hmm. and so that's why I'm like I try not to engage a lot because I don't know how how filtered or censored I could be, you know, in reality. So yeah. I'm just like, but she blocked me, um, and I, I haven't talked to her in a couple a couple weeks. I don't think because they not messing with me because I'd be like, if you're gonna post a picture with with no mask on. And people down with COVID and I'm a nurse and I'm like, you know, going through people's charts, seeing that the fact that people down mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm just like, why you can't chill for another, another month or two, you know? I think this, I think this, this whole year has tested people like they've never been tested before. Cause I, cause, um, being, being social is a big part of our daily lives. You're right. And when that when that got taken away from people, people took it for granted. Mm-hmm. I think people took it for granted. So once I think the first couple months happened, people were just losing their mind. So now that it's it's been, you know, what we four or five months into it now. Yeah. People are more like have the mindset of I ain't get it now, I ain't gonna get it. Yeah, you know, and, just, and that's not the case. I just think like some things I'm like, okay, you gotta go to the grocery store, okay. But I don't think that you gotta go. You know, you if you you could have a party in the house with your boyfriend or girlfriend, and y'all could pop it on each other and say, hey, and you know, like. You could do that with the person you with, or you know, like you don't have to go out. But what, because, but what about the ones that single, the ones that just I mean, lonely you, in the house every day? I, I be like, this is how I look like. I look like ain't no, you know, ain't nobody worth being put on no ventilator for right now. And I ain't got no husband. If I had a husband, he wouldn't be worth me getting put on no ventilator for. Mm-hmm. Meaning, you know, I'm not willing to take that risk right now. You know. But I could just be a crazy COVID cop lady who care about, you know, health. I'll make sure I'm I'll make sure I DM your sister and tell her, hey man. Unblock your sister, bro. Unblock me. Cause I but the thing is, I'm not gonna not say nothing. You know, like I'm not gonna not I'm not gonna censor myself because I'd rather tell somebody, you know, I'd rather do the warning now than the, than it to be like some unfortunate like you know, issues, and then you gotta be like, oh, pray for my sister, she, you know, like, I'm, like, I'm not, I'm like, let's, we ain't gotta go through that, so wear a mask, if you gotta go outside, just throw that on your face, have a great time, and take it, you know, like, keep it moving, but, like, 
I think it's like a like rebel. Like ah, I'm a, I'm gonna take it off because my sister said, this is like you." And people don't people don't realize if you go to a hospital right now, you can't. Ain't nobody coming to visit you. Your boo, your bae, the person you was popping it on at the club, whoever number you got that night, nobody can come see you. Mm-hmm. You in the hospital? It's like I, I don't want to say it's like jail, but I feel like it's like a little mini jail. Like you get checked in, and it's just like whenever they release me, that's when I can come out. You know what I'm saying? So, and people don't think like that. I'm like, that's why I be like, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Yeah, but, you gotta look. I don't know. I, I I feel like I made you feel bad about going to that restaurant. Oh no, you didn't. Make me, you didn't make me feel bad. <laughs> Cause I, I just I feel like it was just me. Like I said, it was just me and one other person. I feel like if I feel like staying, I feel like you know, for me, if it's a small something like that, I, I don't see nothing wrong with it. But as in but doing big gathering things, yeah. I'm still not there yet. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not there yet, you know, of huge gathering things and stuff like that. But it's me and one other person. I'm 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 comfortable. But, but check this out. Now, my, somebody else had an issue with me. My dad is at home and my dad is pretty much homebound, right? He don't mm-hmm. go nowhere. Um but my cousin came to visit him. Now my cousin been on planes, he be back and forth. He be pissy drunk, you know, slobbing all over the place. And he go visit my dad and they in there laughing and, you know, and nobody got a mask on. And I literally was like, yo, you need to put a mask on. If something happened to my dad, he probably won't be able to recover. Mm-hmm. You can probably be carrying that stuff. And I know you got it. And I think people don't be and my, the first thing they said was like, we, we not even outside. It's like people don't, I feel like people don't understand like how things work. So I'm telling my dad, I'm like, if, if this part, like if he was on a plane from Chicago to Vegas, he'd been exposed to whoever he'd been around. Then he'd been over everybody's house, right? All the young people. Then you, he'd been on the strip, you know, now he pissy drunk, right? And when he pissy drunk, he's slobbing all over the place. So he like laughing and, and, and spit and slob is flying all over the place. You mean to tell me you think that's okay? And they don't think like that. No, my dad just didn't think like that. I'm like, you need to put a mask on. I think one of the biggest problems that we that we didn't had also here in the U.S. versus other countries is that we're it's too much city by city, county county by county, city by city, state by state. We all needed to be on one accord. I feel like the whole country needed to be on the same rules. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, when, you, when the leader don't, when you you follow the leader, if the leader don't say that it's you know so significant that they want to wear a mask, then you're not gonna think that you have to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's crazy that how you have Atlanta that's just totally open, and then and then that mayor got COVID. She got what's her name, Lakeisha. What was her name? I can't remember. Oh, see, I didn't but know. She was, yeah, the mayor, at first she was like, oh, you know, like, real laxed with it. And then she caught it. Oh, okay. Wow. Because I because I, I encounter a lot of, you know, people that's traveling here. And the first thing they say is, oh, I thought L.A. was open just like such and such. You know, I thought it was just open just like Vegas is. Or 
I thought it was just open just like Atlanta is. Nah, you know what I mean? And that's one of the biggest problems that the country needed to be on the same, you know what I'm saying, laws or whatever you want to call it, you know, a same accord well, as everybody. I don't, everybody. I don't need the law. I don't need the law because I work, I'm working from home right now. And, and my job is because I work in the office. And they said they we, we don't, we're on temporary work from home until December 31st. Mm-hmm. Now, if the job is saying it's so unsafe that I'm that not so you shouldn't come in, then what make what would make me think anything else is safe? And I work, you know, in med, in the medical field, right? Well, that's how I'd be like, I don't know, but I could just be a I could just be a COVID cop, like everybody calling me. They just like they call me, ah, she crazy. Don't tell Sequita, she gonna say put a mask on, and I am. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm done. Nah, you good. You good. But uh, we about to uh, we about to wrap this up though. So tell me. So besides the podcast, what other what other things that you might have that you can talk about that might be coming up? Uh, what's coming up? Uh, the podcast. I think the podcast is the biggest thing that I'm working on. Um, and then as far as like, I'm trying to see. I don't have anything that like it's like ooh. Coming soon, I know like that. I know. I think during the pandemic, I was in a um, a comedy like short series on Amazon called Park Acrobats. Um, okay. So that's up now. I played like a yoga girl, like girl doing yoga. It was fun. Um, I'm trying to see anything else. No, I've been writing a lot during the pandemic, so maybe something I wrote, write or wrote, will be popping or coming out in some way. Okay, what's the um, what's the Instagram? My Instagram is Taquit T A Q W E E T. Or if you type my name Taquita Love, it'll pop up. My website is uh, com. T A Q U I T A L O V E dot com, and everything that's me is on there. Um, but my podcast dropped Love Notes on all platforms. And you if you search Love Notes by Tequita Love, then you'll see that pop up. Um, the YouTube, I'm going to start posting the YouTube videos from the podcast um, soon. So I guess that would be one thing to be okay. on the lookout for. Um, and then I got my Love Notes. Um, love Notes. Nursing Notes. Sketch series that I did about me being a nurse and kind of like a... Um, like a vlog, like a vlog okay. from like a nursing day that turned into sketch, uh, and that's on YouTube. Okay. And what's and what is your uh, your sister's uh, Instagram? <laughs> you gonna bug her for me? Huh? You I'm, gonna, I'm about to have I'm about to have the people, but I already know who Justice Instagram is. <laughs> but I want you to put it out there because I want oh. everybody to inbox her and tell her to unblock you. <laughs> so my sister's name is Tiffany Love, and. I don't know her Instagram. Let me see. I'm a, I'm do, I feel like I'm so shady right now for doing this. But that would be dope, though, if a lot of people be like, yo, wear a mask. Uh, why you blocked your sister for telling you to wear a mask? Girl, don't be slow. She don't feel so stupid. She gonna, And it's all in love. You know, uh-huh. it's just like, I love all my people. I don't want to, you know, be posting them damn pictures of people that people posting up saying, you know, my heart broken or something like that because of COVID, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I can't control nobody, but I'm the oldest, so I got the right to, I got the right to be like, ah, mm-hmm. do that. 
nurse. Why would you not listen to a nurse? She probably she probably listens to you when she call you for some for, for some advice, some about what she need uh what's going on in her life. When she needs some um, nurse advice. Let me see. I've been blocked a lot this pandemic and I don't even know why. That's you know, blocking hurts people's feelings. Like it's one oh. thing like I didn't know I was blocked by so many people. Oh. And I, I don't know if it's I don't know. I think it's because I posted a Will meme when the Will oh. and Jada stuff came out. I think all the men was like, we don't like her no more. I don't know if people block me or not. I have no clue. I don't know. Let me see. I'm looking for my. <laughs> oh, you're gonna get. We being petty, Brandon. You know that, right? Hey, it's cool. Okay, you can slide. Up, you can slide on her DM. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely gonna slide her DMs. It's Tiffany Diana. Tiffany Diana Love. All right, Tiffany so y'all, with an I-E. So y'all hear that. So make sure y'all slide in there and say, hey, man, why are you blocking your sister for loving you? Don't do that. You know, she loves you. Uh, but, well, that's not the real reason she blocked me because I, I sent her a lot of those emojis. <laughs> See? You know, those, you know those little things? Those little cartoon things? Yeah. So like that's the way that I that's the way I fight with people. Like mm-hmm. she hung up on me because she was mad. Then I just I just started sending her those things. <laughs> she blocked me. Was, and the the B emojis was like me with like the little nursing outfit on the scrubs, and it was like stay safe, wash your hands, and it was like a smiley face with the mask on the face. It was like wash your hands, wear a mask, stay safe. I just kept sending those to her until she got tired of me, and then she was like block, and I was like ah, you can't block me. Email what? It's in the email. What? What you gonna do? <laughs> All right, man. Um, before we get out of here, y'all, like I said, I don't have anything special coming up. I am working on a couple of things, but as we get closer to actually it's going to pop off, I will talk about it some more. But until then, just continue. Um, just continue, you know, check following the Instagram. It's comedian Brandon Jordan Comedy on Instagram. Also, uh, what you you are you gonna rock some Kobe gear tomorrow for Kobe Day? I definitely am. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. All right. So that's another episode. Uh, by time this air, by time this air, it will be Kobe Day. So enjoy your Kobe Day, rock your Kobe gear, and thank you for listening. Peace out. Hey. Hold on.